Good day, it is episode 24 of my podcast and today on this amazing sunny hot day in Glasgow I will be talking to Michael Ulla who is a personal trainer coming all the way through from Edinburgh to speak to me. Michael is someone who I ended up speaking to through Instagram and following, following each other and I think that Michael puts out great content and a lot of helpful information for people trying to get on or start off in their fitness journeys. So it's the first guest podcast I've done in a while, so I'm really looking forward to to speaking to Michael and getting getting that done and getting out there to you guys. Um, apart from that, it is a week until I fly out to... Denmark to compete in my Ironman 70.3. The last five months or so, I've come down to this. Um, I've felt everything has went really well training-wise. I have achieved a lot of things in terms of personal bests and times and distances and experienced some training sessions I never thought I would. And it has been hard. It's been mentally and physically challenging, but it's also been amazing. And I'm coming out this a better, stronger, fitter person. However, within the last week or so, I have unfortunately ended up with plantar fasciitis in my foot, which has affected me running. And I haven't ran in a week and probably won't until Sunday to see how it goes. And I've also ended up with some shoulder problems. So I've had to take a hit on swimming this week as well. So things ain't going too well in the last couple of weeks. However, I'm not going to let it get me too down. You, I would be tapering down training and easing into the Ironman anyway, rather than going in feeling tired and sore. So hopefully the fitness is where it needs to be. Everything's feeling better. I've had a lot of physio sessions, a lot of massages. And um, yeah, I'm feeling okay. Nothing's going to stop me doing this. If I was to swim with one arm, I would do it. If I was to walk and hobble, I would do it instead of running properly. I'll be there. I'll be doing it. And I'm sure it will all be fine. You can keep up to date on the journey through Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And thanks everyone who's been giving me support and been giving me messages or donating money to British Heart Foundation. You can find the links for that on my social media as well. Also, should have a long-awaited, long-awaited website um, up and running soon, and I'm really excited for that. So yeah, it's been busy, it's been tough, it's been challenging, but. I'm feeling good, life is good, work is good, clients are smashing it, and things are exciting, man. Okay, here is my talk with Michael. Michael, how are we doing? I'm not bad, mate. How are you? All good, man. All good. Just uh, the fizzle this morning, getting my neck cracked, my back cracked. Fixing yourself up. Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, thanks for coming through. No worries. I appreciate it, man. Um, do you like Glasgow? I do. Do you know, I haven't explored it enough, um, so I need to come through a bit more often. I've had friends and kind of business contacts through here that I've promised for a while that I'm going to come through and see, so of course I wanted to do this, but it's a good excuse also to come yeah, through yeah. and see some others, yeah. Definitely, man. So what's your plans for today? 
Or what have uh, you been doing? Going to meet uh, some friends for some food after this. Walk around the city, take some nice photos, good social media opportunity, and then nice. see what happens. Well, you got a good day for it, man. You know, I was promised that uh, it's always going to rain in Glasgow every time <laughs> you go through, but it is hot outside. It usually does, but we've been we've been getting it pretty good recently. So, aye, all good, man. So, first things first, man. Just tell me about yourself. What do you do? A bit of your background. Just go for it, man. Perfect. Okay, uh, so I graduated as an occupational therapist back in 2011, I believe. Uh, I worked for a private occupational health company doing health screening work for about three, maybe four years before realizing I don't actually enjoy doing this. I want to do something that I love, something that I'm passionate about. And I've always loved my training, so I thought, let's go be a personal trainer. That looks like good fun. All the, uh, the adverts promise that you'll make a lot of money and it'll be rewarding. <laughs> uh, so I studied to be a PT. I did that with Premier Premier Global, so one of the courses out there. And then shortly after um, doing that, I started to feel quite unwell. Went to visit my GP, and um, I was promised that everything's fine, no issues, go home. Uh, so after repeated trips back to the GP, telling them that I didn't feel right, they sent me for hospital checkups, blood tests, um, colonoscopies, and if you've ever had one of those, it's not fun. I haven't. No, uh, I, don't, I don't recommend it. Um, and once again, everything came back absolutely fine. So after going home, I decided I'm going to consult good old Dr. Google, um, looked around for a little while and saw that I should probably perform an elimination diet on myself. And I shortly discovered that I was lactose intolerant. So that kind of sparked a bit of a love of nutrition. It blew my mind how I could see so many healthcare professionals and not one of them said, oh, do you know what? Your diet might be causing you a bit of an issue here. Um, so from there, I decided to go and study nutrition further. Um, I did the similar course to you that you just spoke about uh, with body type nutrition. Shortly after doing that course, I went and studied with the Nutrition Academy, which is now part of the ACA with Phil Lerny. And that kind of brings me, brings me here today. I ran a personal training company in Edinburgh for the last two and a half years and then decided to go down more of an online personal training route. So started up my own business back in November. Nice, man. Here I am. So that kind of obviously leads into the next thing I was going to ask you about. How did you get into well, the fitness industry, which you've obviously mm -hmm. explained? So is that also how you got into training as well? Did you just decide that, you know, as you were picking up nutrition, you wanted to get huge? <laughs> I, don't know, I don't think I'm huge yet. I've still got a long way to go before <laughs> I achieve that. Um, no, I've, I've always loved lifting weights. I was never that good at it, but I just, I quite like the way my body looked after picking up a few weights for a long period of time. Um, so I just stuck at it for a few years, started to see some good results and thought, this seems like quite a good fun career. A lot of personal trainers in the gym that I trained at down south, they tried to discourage me from doing PT, saying, you won't make any money doing that. But I enjoyed Everyone it. Everyone says, man. <laughs> yeah, they do. It's, it's a competitive industry, but I think if you're good at it, you're really passionate about it, then you should definitely give it a go. Yeah, definitely, man. So was this when you lived in London? Yeah, so just south of London. Um, I usually say Brighton just because it's the nearest city, but uh, my parents live down near, near Gatwick is probably the best place to nice, stay. Nice, man. Um, so, uh, yeah, I started as a PT down there just before moving up to Edinburgh. Okay, just in a, a gym, like a commercial gym, or was it a private? Um, yeah, so I actually just did my course. I didn't have a PT job down south until I moved up to Edinburgh, and then right. I started working for David Lloyd, typical kind of big box gym. Yeah, yeah, man. I used to um, go to David Lloyd's my dad when I was a kid, man, not when yeah. I was like into training or Glasgow anything. Way or? Uh, Renfrew, the one out in Renfrew, man, which mm -hmm. is 
course to Glasgow, but it seemed a bit expensive, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I don't know. They're crazy, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like £100 or something a month or something. Like they can be, yeah, when you start kind of throwing in gym, personal training, tennis courts and all that. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I suppose if, obviously, you say expensive, but, yeah, you know, I if it's good it enough, you'll get your money's worth on it. I think it might be the most expensive gym in Edinburgh, but I might be wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, what happened from there in terms of personal training? Did you go on, did you say you started your own business? Yeah, so I worked at David Lloyd for about a year, um, which I feel every personal trainer kind of needs to do or should do. It's kind of an apprenticeship style thing, isn't it? You get a lot of clients thrown at you. Um, you write a lot of programs for people. And then you kind of find your way, find your style of coaching. And then, I don't know, some people might earn quite good money working for a big box gym like that. But I wanted to do things my way without the structure that a company like that tells you that you should be following. Yeah, yeah. So, I've not, I actually never worked in a gym. Um, did you not? No, never. Um, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you enjoy it, or did you start to think, "Fuck, I don't know if this is for me because of the way it was," or what? What, what was it kind of like? To some extent, um, I did enjoy it. However, it becomes very number driven, and I don't want to badmouth them because they're for obvious reasons, but I, I don't know, they, they say that you need to hit certain numbers to earn a certain amount of money, right. and when it turns into that, I don't like it. I want to offer... Feels like sales almost. It, it does, yeah, it turns into a bit of a sales role, and I'd rather offer a client that needs personal training, a good personal training uh, structure. Just selling someone PT because you want to hit a number and make some money just isn't right. Yeah, totally, man. So, what are you doing now then? So yeah, this. now <laughs> I started up, as I said, an online personal training company back in November, and I now train clients based mainly across the UK, so Scotland and England, but some abroad as well. So I've had some clients in Australia, France, uh, Spain, and yeah, it's just a bit of a wider reach than before. Yeah, amazing, man. Is that more fat loss or everybody? or is mainly, it fat loss. mainly fat loss. 90% um, of my clients are probably fat loss, and it's what I really enjoy coaching as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I enjoy helping people put muscle on, but it's a very long process. Um, I'd rather work with a client who comes to you not really knowing which way to turn, and you can give them the skills that they're going to carry on for the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Do you find that most people that start up with you for fat loss all have the same kind of mentality, what they think fat loss should be in terms of like eating or training? Because I think that everyone... Most people just aren't aware of like mm -hmm. how they can lose fat without having to hate their life. Essentially, absolutely <laughs> that. Yeah. I think it's I all like there's all these same ideas people have in their head of what they need to do. And I think when they come to somebody who you know is clued up on nutrition and can help them lose fat, and like their mind's blown because they're like, "What? Well, I can actually have a diet coke and still <laughs> lose fat, or I can." <laughs> go out for a meal with my pals and still stay, stay on track. Do you find that that's the case? I find that quite a lot, man. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think it's one of the, the negative sides of social media, isn't it? Um, people kind of get sold these dreadful diet, diet plans, exercise advice, and people feel that they have to grind it out in the gym for hours doing exercises that they hate or running on a treadmill for hours at a time. They feel they're going to have to starve themselves and it just really doesn't have to be like that. I know that we take a fairly similar approach yeah, yeah. Um, with all the clients that we have and when you give someone a good nutrition plan to follow, just ideas that they can tweak their diet with, um, a lot of them come back saying, I can really eat this much food. Yeah. And yeah, giving people these skills that means that they can 
diet, if you want to use that word, they can do it for a long period of time without hating their lives. Yeah, definitely, man. We'll, we'll come on to nutrition a wee bit more in depth um, a wee bit later on. Going back to training, I think I saw you put, put up a, a bit kind of before and after, I think, like when you were really young and mm-hmm. before, maybe before, I think it was really before you started weight training. And then, obviously, now that you have been training for a wee while, not not physically, but just as a kind of person in terms of confidence and belief or whatever, did training change other things for you out with how you looked? I think so. I think it was a bit of a catalyst. I wouldn't say it was completely down to to the training, but I think the positive effects mentally that come from exercise are just huge. Yeah. Um, and I think it's one of the things that's underplayed. Um, people come to you because they want to lose weight and look better. Um, they want to come to you and put on a, a large amount of muscle, but no one really puts that much of a focus on the mental, um, the mental aspect of training. And I think it's the most important part. Um, I've kind of followed your story for a while, and I know that you feel exactly the same way as I do. Yeah. Um, but just the feeling of, obviously, we all want to look better, and that can yeah. that can help improve your confidence. But just knowing that your what your body can do. Um, I think people just underestimate what their body is capable of. Yeah. I think I saw, again, another post that you made yeah. two, three days ago about kind of mental health and, mm-hmm. like, how there's maybe a bit of a stigma surrounding people talking about it or, or feeling that they can admit to struggling with mental health. And mm-hmm. I think that, um, especially if I've had people on this podcast who have, I've had like some of my clients who went through a big transformation who I know has had a massive impact on their mental health and stuff. Um, has training, does training help with your mental health? What does it do for you? And what would you say to someone who maybe suffers with bad mental health who doesn't currently exercise? I would just encourage definitely get into doing some form of exercise. I know when you're feeling low, um, feeling anxious, the last thing you want to do is kind of drag yourself out, do a bit of exercise, go into a big busy gym where you think everyone's really happy, really confident, and yeah. going to be judging the way that you look. Um, but yeah, exercise can just have a huge positive impact on, impact on your mental health. Um, I think the post you're talking about was possibly the one when I was out running recently. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. I think it was... I think it might have been you're saying something like, like guys aren't expected to be mm-hmm. to be upset or whatever. It might be fucking tough, you know. But we, yep. we have exactly. our, I think that's another struggles, you know. Another downside of social media, isn't it? We're kind of all encouraged to show this happy, positive part of our lives. But as soon as something's going wrong, people tend to shy away from from talking about it. I was I was just out for a run recently, and I'd always say that running was one of my strongest. Um, my strongest sports, and I was only about three, two, three K into my run, and I just felt kind of my heart rate increasing, feelings of anxiety just hit me really, really hard, and I had to sit at the side of the road for a good 10 minutes just to allow my heart rate to come down, focus on my breathing, and I think it's just a sign that I've been doing a bit too much, maybe not taking care of myself as much, and um, I just felt it was important to put that up online just to say that this is the way that I feel from time to time. Most people probably feel exactly the same way. They're just a little bit too scared to say it. Yeah, definitely. Man, that's really cool that you're prepared to put yourself out there like that. It's kind of, I know it can be hard sometimes, mm-hmm. um, you know, showing a vulnerable side or whatever, but I think it's really important that we we all do that because especially 
you know, when we are fitness professionals and we are trying to help other people, I think it's important that people don't think that we are fucking robots <laughs> and that, like yep. we don't struggle. And um, you know, I try my best to put out there when I'm, you know, when things are getting on top of me or like when I'm not, you know, a hundred percent on things, but trying to still do things like even just walking, you know, going for a walk, podcasts, exercising, to try and um, pick myself up rather than turn into things that would maybe be a short-term solution and then end up making you feel a bit worse, like mm -hmm. drink, junk food, whatever it may be. But it's obviously a hard thing for people to do, but I think obviously when people are talking about it and showing what exercise can do, I think it's going to obviously help other people. Well, I would hope it would help other people. So yeah. keep doing that when you are uh, trying to promote that side of things because I think it's massive, man. Mm -hmm. um, no, completely agree. And you can kind of tell when you've been away from training, I'm sure you feel exactly the same way. If you have kind of four, five, six days off training and it happens from time to time when life gets busy, you can start to feel your headspace just yeah. not being as clear. You just yeah, start yeah, to feel these negative thoughts creeping in. So if, yeah, if you are experiencing negative mental health, um, then exercise, please just keep exercising. Yeah, definitely, or talk to someone. Absolutely. Definitely, and you know, even if it's like, sometimes social media can be, can be used as like just that opportunity to get shit off your chest. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't think anyone out there is gonna be judging or like saying anything well, I'd hope nobody would ever say something negative about it, but I think that it would just lead to support from others. And, mm -hmm. like, um, I, I think that just that feeling of getting out there just helps massively, man. Yeah, completely agree. How did you end up in Edinburgh? Girlfriend. Yeah, yeah girlfriend. We, so you were forced? Uh, a little bit, Not yeah. I, I did <laughs> try and resist it for some period of time, and now it's, it's kind of come full circle. And um, so I started seeing my girlfriend just before she came up to Edinburgh for university. Um, everyone told me, what are you doing? It's not gonna work. Uh, and we did long distance for about five years, um, waited patiently, and she was gonna be moving back down south and got offered a job with the university. So I thought, let's do it. Edinburgh's a really cool city. I love Scotland. I'm not just saying that because I'm here today <laughs> on this podcast. I honestly do love Scotland. The people are friendly. The cities are really cool. The food's amazing. Um, they love a good drink. And yeah, so I moved up here about four and a half years ago and haven't wanted to leave since. Amazing, man. So is this you, you set up here going forward or you think, can you see it changing? I don't know. I'm, I'm open to suggestions. I, as I said, I started a company here. So my girlfriend actually moved down south to London for a job and I stayed up here no, okay. um, after starting a business. And um, yeah, we were kind of deciding where we're going to settle long term. But at the moment, there's just no better place than Scotland. Yeah, amazing, man. Mm -hmm. um, Going back to nutrition then, it's obviously a really important thing when it comes to fat loss, muscle gain, health mm -hmm. in general. Um, did you used to be a bro? I did. <laughs> I think to some extent, yeah. I think when you get started, you follow all the bro tactics. Yeah, yeah. You kind of the, the five-day body split where you kind of do chest one day, shoulders the next, legs yeah, yeah. the other day. Um, and then when it comes to diet, I've... I've done the whole eating chicken, rice, and broccoli yeah, for definitely. three, four meals a day. And I don't know, it works to some extent, but it's just not sustainable. Yeah. It's not enjoyable, is yeah, it? Yeah, totally, man. Let's talk about that for a second then. Um, like training splits, it's mm -hmm. the thing, obviously, 
can we could sit and talk about nutrition all day, and a lot of people do, but not a lot of people talk about this kind of thing as much. Then, so um, have have you switched or previously switched from single muscle groups to more multiple or full bodies or upper lower type things? Is that what you ended up doing? Yeah, so I started off with the with the single the kind of bro split, um, and then I moved into kind of push-pull circuits, which I quite enjoy. So I still switch up my training into yeah. that now and again. Um, I also find I've become a bit more relaxed about my training. And if I miss a day, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. So I found that switching up into a split that allowed me to hit more than one muscle group at a time, it wasn't as big a deal yeah. if I missed a training session. Yeah, definitely, man. I think, I don't really think many people at all should be doing chest day no. once a week <laughs> or back day once a week. I really looking at research and um, volume for mm-hmm. you know natural people trying to put on muscle is definitely a better route to go down. But you see, I see it all the time. I see it all the time. People going, oh, it's shoulder day today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... It's oh, such no. a better way that you can be doing it. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think we all follow these. Um, when we start up training, we look at all these bodybuilders. We don't quite realise what goes into creating a physique like that, yeah, whether yeah. it's steroids or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and these guys can train for two, three hours at a time. They can do a couple of training sessions a day and recover really well. So doing splits like that will work for them. But for the average athlete, it's just such a better way that you can do it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane to think. I used to literally train my shoulders once a week. Bad times, Got a good man. shoulder <laughs> pump, though. Good shoulder pumps. <laughs> um, so how can I often you train at the moment? And what is your training looking like? <clears throat> so at the moment, I probably lift weights about four days a week, sometimes five days a week, uh, depending on how much cardio I'm doing on the side. Um, I'm sure we'll probably speak about it in a bit, but yeah. I, I did an Ironman 70.3 last year. And since doing that event, I've completely switched my training up. Um, I've realized that I really enjoy cardio and doing a moderate amount of cardio isn't going to impact the amount of muscle that I can put on. And um, so I've stepped away a little bit from being so intense with my weightlifting. Um, I'm going out, enjoying running, enjoying going for a cycle, maybe the odd swim, and realizing that as long as if I keep my nutrition on point, you can do everything that you like. Yeah, totally, man. Um, I th- it's one of the things that I was really wanting to look at doing training for the, my 70.3 mm-hmm. and the fact that, yeah, I don't want to lose muscle that I've spent mm-hmm. years trying. I know I've not got much of it, but <laughs> I've spent years trying to fucking gain that mm-hmm. little amount of muscle that I do have. And I, I was like, I'm not going to just let that go. And and also, how I'm have really you found kind of introducing more cardio? Um, have you ever... Um, I think you've heard of Chris Gethin. What's that, sorry? Chris Gethin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Sorry, it's a Scottish accent. I, ah, I still sorry, struggle man. from time <laughs> to time. So... <laughs> I was always always had this in my head of doing the of doing the Ironman. I've been planning it in my head for years, but also wanting to maintain or grow muscle. And I was just like, I'll look into it at some point. But then he done uh, he done an Ironman in six months, trained for an Ironman in six months, but also tried to gain muscle. So I watched that whole series and just took a lot of inspiration from that. Um, I know Chris is a fucking Bod- pro bodybuilder, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, I wasn't like expecting to be making the same gains or, as he would or anything. But what it did do is it did give me a good insight of how it can be done in terms of not having to do the same typical 
Ironman training is what a triathlete would do essentially. Um, I know I'm never I was never going to be a competitive pro triathlete anyway. Mm-hmm. So as long as I could be fit enough to do it, I could also spend time doing muscle building work as well. So yeah, just factored in the two. And and have you found that nutrition has played a key part in that? Oh, it's massive. Yeah. It's everything, man. Um, luckily, because I kind of um clued up on nutrition, I can mm-hmm. do it. Um, but it's so I think about it really. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> am I feeling this workout? Am I mm-hmm. recovering from this workout? Am I feeling the next workout? Have I got enough protein in to let my muscles recover? Uh, am I eating enough calories? I can't eat too much calories. I don't want to gain too much body fat. I don't want to eat too little because I would then not recover and then mm-hmm. I could potentially lose muscle. It's just, it's, it's, it's fucking <laughs> consuming, man. But, but it's good. It's, it's, I think it's being self-aware, as, as you highlighted there, kind of knowing what your body feels like and yeah, kind definitely. of pushing it or not. Yeah. I think that's one thing that people don't pay enough attention to. Yeah, yeah. They have a program and they're going to stick to it even if their body feels horrible and they're... The body's telling them, let me have a rest. People yeah. don't listen to that. So it's good that you can... Yeah, totally, man. Um, and I saw, I think you posted something about tracking calories today, actually, maybe? Yesterday? Tra- yesterday, yeah, 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 yeah. So I lose track, so posting too much content. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I track, I still track my foods to this mm-hmm. day because I, f- I feel it has many benefits. It doesn't stress me out. I, mm-hmm. I, or I can do it in five minutes or whatever. So that helps massively because day-to-day is different, man. You know, if mm-hmm. I go to the gym and do a, a push session and then... 45 minutes on the walk bike, that's going to be different calories to a day where I'm out cycling for three hours and then running for an hour. So tracking my calorie intake's been massive, tracking my protein intake's been massive, hydration, having to drink a shit ton of water to make sure I'm <laughs> yeah. hydrated. Um, and yeah, I've, it's been good, man. Um, I'm, I've literally maintained my weight throughout the whole thing. That's impressive. Um, I'm literally a pound of a difference from the day I started doing it. Yeah, I'm going to be honest here, towards the last month of my training, Work was busy. I was still training hard. I let my nutrition slip, and I lost about three and a half kilo in the last month leading up it's to easy the Easy to do if you're doing so much volume, man. So, yeah, it's, um, it is really key at the end, just keeping things fine-tuned, because yeah. you're only a few weeks out now, aren't you? Next week, I fly out, man. Is it just one week? So yeah, yeah. You're, yeah you've, you've done it right. <laughs> I'm almost there, man, and then on, you know, I felt great up until a couple of niggling injuries in the last week, but... Um, yeah, so I maintain my weight. I feel I'm a little bit leaner than when I started, so it's worked out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, next year will be the real challenge as I do a full one, so the cardio will be upped, and mm-hmm. it's a case of just doing as what weight training I can that I don't burn out and stuff. But it'll be alright. <laughs> You'll be good. Enjoy yeah, it. Ah man, it'll be good. Um, so let's talk about your Ironman. Mm-hmm. How did you end up signing up for that? <laughs> I don't know. It's one of these things, isn't it? You um, you see these events and you think, oh, I'd like to do that. I don't know. I've always really respected people that have done any Ironman events. I've kind of looked at them as the ultimate athletes and thought, one day I, w- I really want to do that. So I saw an event come up on probably a Facebook advert um, in Barcelona, Ironman 70.3, and I thought, now or never, really. Let's just go for it. Um, so I bit the bullet and signed up to it. What, another motivator for me doing it was I basically couldn't swim when I signed up to it as well. Um, I had about 10, 11 months to train for the event. And the day after I signed up, I remember going to the pool with my girlfriend who has done a lot of swimming in the past. I tried to swim front crawl for a 25 meter length and couldn't. I got halfway through, <laughs> halfway through the length and came out spitting water. And I realized it was quite a big challenge ahead of me, yeah. but I always wanted to be a better swimmer. And 
no better motivator than the thought of possibly drowning in the Mediterranean. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Swimming is hard, man. Like It's really tough. I'd say the, the breathing, you know, to get to grips with that Absolutely. is always going to be the hardest. Yeah. I think when I cracked the breathing, everything started to fall into place. Yeah. Um, if you don't relax whilst you're in the water... It's just not going to work. What about your uh, open water swimming? Did you do training in the open water? I did do a bit. At the time of year that I did it, it was cold in Scotland as well. We've had a better summer this year, yeah, so yeah. your outdoor swimming's look nice and sunny. I didn't get any of that. I was in my so on last week, man. Good fun. <laughs> it was good. Yeah, man, I, I really enjoyed it, but I remember going, it was about two months before the event, I went for my first lake swim with Stu, a good friend of ours. Yeah. And I remember kind of cracking ice off the corner of the lake, thinking oh, this, is, this isn't going to be any fun. Um, I did it, but I can't say I enjoyed open water swimming. No? No, no. Give me a nice warm Too cold. pool. I think, yeah, in Scotland, yes. When yeah. I was in Barcelona doing the event, loved it. But in Scotland, just a little bit too cold. Yeah, I think I'm a bit of a southern softy. So. In the sea, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it was sea swim. I was in Barcelona for a stag do a month, July, or two months uh, out from my last triathlon, mm-hmm. which was a sea swim. So I was training on the holiday and it was I it was great man yeah the water's lovely we were really lucky as well on the day of the event it was although it was really hot and that brought a few issues the sea was just completely flat it was like yeah. swimming in a swimming pool yeah I was the same in Brighton man mm-hmm. it was it was it was my best swim to that point it was yep. my personal best I got actually it was just amazing man There's, I didn't want to get out <laughs> no I know I actually really enjoyed the swim I, that was the bit I knew because my swimming was so bad when I signed up to it I always thought if I can get out of the sea finish the swim in an alright time then I knew I'd be fine I could yeah. grind out the rest of it yeah I'm enjoying my training now in open water but that's because the weather mm-hmm. and it's like 16, 18 degrees and I've been going out of locks up in uh, up north in Calendar um, last couple of weekends and the water's been just amazing. Do you know, I've seen the pictures and it just looks beautiful. The water's yeah. been amazing, man, and what a difference because when I went and I trained, when the open water training up in the canal that I go to on a Wednesday, uh, just started, I went at 7am um, to 8am and it was cold, man, and I, it was hard, man, it was that way, I was like, this is fucking shit. Like, it's getting your head under. Once you get your head <laughs> under, you're all right, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it heated up eventually, but it's in those moments you start to question why am I fucking doing this? <laughs> yeah. like, I could yeah. just do something a little bit easier. Exactly. <laughs> All your mates are kind of having a lion at home yeah. and you're about to jump in a freezing cold lake. Yeah. So what about the rest of the training, man? Did you enjoy your cycles and your runs? I did enjoy the cycle, actually. I'd, I'd never cycled further than... So yeah, I basically couldn't swim, never cycled further than about 10 kilometres, <laughs> and I'd never done further than a, a Tough Mudder race, which is... Mate, I thought I was an idiot when I signed up for an Olympic distance triathlon <laughs> yeah. when I hadn't done anything, but you've just... Yeah, beat sorry, me and died know, in an I, Iron Man. I like a bit of a challenge, I know. <laughs> Maybe I'm a bit crazy. And I don't know, I, I enjoyed the cycling. Um, the cycling routes around Edinburgh as well are beautiful. I want to check um, that out, man. Yeah, I've got like one route I do in Glasgow. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a nice route actually just from Edinburgh out to North Berwick. It's pretty nice. flat, so you can really go for it. But yeah, there's no flat in Glasgow, man. No. no. Well, if the weather's good, head out that way and yeah. I'll join you. Yeah, we'll do a cycle, man. Yeah. Up for it. And then my running's always been my strongest. Um, so I knew that I'd always be okay with the run. Um, so I got out and did a few kind of half marathon distances yep. uh, leading up to the race and felt pretty good. Although on race day, by the time you get to the run, you're a lot more tired. So. Horrible, isn't it? Those yeah. Jelly legs. Jelly man. legs, but you'll get there. So how was it? Uh, how was the event? I know you said the swim was good. How was the rest of the event? How did you go on? Yeah, it was hot. Um, it was really, really hot. It was hotter than they thought it would be as well. What was so it, like 30 or something? Yeah, it was pushing that, especially by the time you get into the run. It's pretty much midday nah. sun. And <laughs> the yeah, worst part. <laughs> exactly that. So every time I was getting to any of the water stations, one 
cup was drunk and the other one was just poured over the top of my head yeah. trying to cool me down. Um, was it pain? Was it pleasure? Were you enjoying it? Was it? I didn't enjoy the very end of it. I no. have to be honest. No, no, no I didn't enjoy that. Um, did I enjoy it? I don't know. Do you enjoy you? En- do you enjoy doing a triathlon? I love it, man. You love them. I don't think I was ever a natural triathlete. I'll put it that way. Um, I just it was something I've always wanted to do, so that was my challenge. Um, I enjoyed it once I finished it. And the accomplishment that you kind of yeah, feel yeah, of course. is great. Um, I also proposed to my girlfriend on the finish line. So nice. that kind of topped it off nicely. <laughs> uh, set a nice high bar there. Um, but I don't know. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the swim. I enjoyed the cycle. Just the end of the run when it gets to about the seven-hour mark and you're just, your legs are gone. Yeah, I think there's, that is going to be tough. Like mm-hmm. Even the couple of brick sessions I've done, that have maybe been... 10 or 15k so not even the full amount have been pretty rough mm-hmm. and I've just been glad to get to the end mm-hmm. so that's going to be sucky man like especially if my foot kicks up again it's going to be it's going to be pretty painful but yeah I just don't know man I find I just find the it's mental it's a mental thing mm-hmm. the mental health yeah. thing I find like when I'm out on a big cycle especially on the route I can go on and and the uh, from my bit, it goes uh, once you get off the the kind of road bit onto the it's called the A seventy seven. There's a cycle lane on on the motorway, so like there's no traffic lights, no cars, need to worry about, and you can just go for it. Mm-hmm. There's no stopping. I can put my music in and just the the, the where you are, you know, looking out and the scenery and the, yeah, I, I just feel like. I'm unstoppable and yeah, at that moment, man, and it makes yeah. me feel amazing. And yeah, my legs are burning, and it can be hard. And if there's a wind or there's hills, it, it's fucking hard. But that lo- that endurance, the long distance stuff, even a run, uh, going out a run, a long distance run, I just end up getting in like a. It does a lot for me in terms mm-hmm. of mental, mentally, man. Completely Definitely agree. does, and it's different to weight training, and that's the thing for yep. me, man. Um, if it wasn't providing anything different, I probably wouldn't be so into it. I wouldn't have been taking on this challenge, but mm-hmm. it definitely does. And I've found I found a new mental strength in this training, man. Yep. Like uh, the last couple of triathlons I've done, yeah, I trained hard, but I didn't go to seven a.m. open water swim, and mm-hmm. I went to the lunchtime one and played it a bit safer. And I didn't go out on my own in the bike for seventy kilometers, and I didn't push myself to a point where I never thought I could get to and that's been rewarding man I find myself like nothing really f- scares me anymore it's th- I just like if I can go and swim in the middle of a lock when there's nobody there and there could be monsters <laughs> and shit <laughs> and I can do that and come and, and just get you know it's scary but just think but just go on with it and do it I just feel like anything that anybody throws at me I can deal with it a lot better because I've been through those experiences. See, I always, I speak to clients about this as well, and I feel that everyone should do some sort of event like that, because as cheesy as it sounds, your body is capable of so much more than you believe. So true. Yeah, and just the mental strength that comes from doing an event like that, it really is life-changing. Yeah, 100%, man. It's like comfort zones, isn't it? It's like the old saying, you don't get anywhere staying comfortable and staying in your comfort zone, but it's true, because you won't, if you don't push yourself out of it, you'll not, know what you can do mm-hmm. and when somebody presents you with a scary challenge you'll shy away I think or you think I can't do that and no, that's not for me well why not do you want to do it you probably do and you fucking can but you just don't believe you can until you do something that you think fuck <laughs> I didn't know I could do that it's a great feeling man it, yeah it really is I honestly everyone should 
should sign up to some sort of event yeah. like that. You don't necessarily have to go to the extent of doing yeah, an Ironman. Yeah, that's man, the thing, yeah. But like, like the shorter events and training, I, lo- I actually really enjoyed yeah. that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I, d- I do love doing triathlons, but when it gets to that length, it's just pure mental grit. And that's I, I do kind of love that. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do enjoy that. I think I enjoy that more than... Uh, see, trying to do like a 10K fast... I fucking hate that because it's, <laughs> yeah. for me it's really hard. Running's not my strong point, but a nice, a slower, more endurance-based run, mm-hmm. I get a lot more out of that. It's fucking hard still, but it's not as hard as like, oh, I need to up my pace because I've only got 3K left and I've only got fucking 10 minutes to do it in or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, do you know what I mean? But um, but as you say, it doesn't have to be crazy. Obviously, I'm putting out there every day, my the training I'm doing is like double sessions or big fucking massive cycles, big massive runs, swimming a lock and all that. Do a 5K, like sign up for a 5K. If you've not run before, that's going to be a big enough challenge mm-hmm. for you in itself. And you'll probably want to do the 10K after it and just do shit that you've not done before, I think, man. That's the key. Completely agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, nutrition then, back to that. You're definitely one for busting the myths. I do love <laughs> a myth bust, yeah. Which is good, man, because as you say, there's so much nonsense out there and it's quite, uh, as, as, a, as a coach... You know, trying to help people when you see people, maybe like just friends or whatever, posting that they're doing a certain thing that's maybe mm-hmm. a fad or um, something that they've been led to believe is going to lead to great results. It's quite frustrating because you know that they're maybe not going to stick to it or it's not best for their health. Maybe. Mm-hmm. What's the What's the big bigger myths? The the main ones so that you're just like, stop fucking teaching that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually nice. I got a message yesterday on Instagram from someone saying. I just wanted to rack your brains because they followed me on Instagram for a while and they said, my PT's just told me I'm not allowed to eat fruit because it's going to make me fat. I can see you shaking your head. Yeah. So bad. It's so bad. I just think... What? I had about six apples yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like fruit, fruit is great for you. Don't stop eating fruit. Obviously, don't go and eat kind of five, six, seven, eight pieces of fruit if you're looking to lose weight. But the fact that PT's are still spouting this stuff is just completely horrendous it is mental man mm-hmm. um, that, I guess fruit it just leads on to the carb thing and the sugar exactly thing exactly that, that it? was pretty much it she said the sugar in it was going to make me fat yeah. so, but the, so there's no, no many things that she will be allowed to eat then exactly that it's, it's pretty mad um, any other ones you can think of that you just anybody that's listening in case they are thinking that it's true to Bust it. I guess high protein diets are bad for your kidneys is always quite yeah. a, a good fun one as well. Um, Got to eat six, seven small meals a day to help you lose weight. Um, another one that just isn't true. Eat in a way that suits your lifestyle and helps you hit your goals. Yeah, totally. Um, people overcomplicate things. Yeah, yeah. You just need to go back to the basics. And once you strip back to the basics, then start finding out all the little extra things. That exactly, man. I think that people are looking at smashing macros and grams mm-hmm. and eating X amount of meals before they're even knowing if they're eating the right amount of food <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> on a daily basis. And I've been there, so you know, mm-hmm. I totally understand why people are doing it. But again, it's, it's just frustrating when, there's, when, there's, when it's out there and you just want to be like, no, just, just track your calories and make sure you're eating the right amount first and then fucking nail your macros. Exactly. But I think there's really extremes, isn't there? Because like, Let's talk about protein then, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll get folk against a high-protein diet, right, which is stupid, and then you'll get folk who are encouraging small females to eat 150 grams a day. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And there's another extreme because that doesn't have to happen mm -hmm. either. So I think it's just like trying to find a bit more balance in things, really, isn't it? A bit more real, a bit more realistic for an individual lifestyle. Absolutely. I think start with where your diet is at at the moment. Um, let's say we're working with a client and they come to us and say, I want to lose weight. And we track their diet and there's so many things wrong with it. They're eating so much processed food. Um, they're just eating, drinking a lot of alcohol, for example. Um, start working on the basics and cutting out that processed food and then make the bigger changes once they're, as we said, basics first. Yeah, yeah, totally. What about um, bulletproof coffee? <laughs> <laughs> we won't name, but yeah, I was in a cafe on the, on the way here picking up a smoothie and um, seeing on the sign that bulletproof coffee is going to help you burn fat. And I don't know, if you're adding extra calories into your coffee, it's not going to yeah, help you burn it's fat. Just, it's just one of those things where I think it's something maybe punty like that. Somebody thinks they're going to drink that and just lose fat. And, and they're mad. still sticking to their high calorie diet that's making them put on weight and then they're adding extra calories into their yeah, coffee. Yeah. Just yeah, totally, man. Mm. Um, we could probably sit here all day and talk oh, about honestly, myths. We need to, to do like honest. a whole podcast just on uh, yeah, totally, on man. Myths. It's crazy. Um, but again, hopefully, there's some folk listening that can take something away from that and just bring it back to the basics and um, or reach out for help. You know, if they think that they, they think they don't know what they're doing, to ask for help. Like, please, absolutely. Know. I'm I'm always contactable on Instagram, Facebook, and yeah. as you are, like we always welcome people just to drop us a message. We're not gonna charge you for a quick response via Instagram. Yeah, yeah, totally. If you have any questions, please just ask. Yeah. There's people out there that are willing to help that will not try and rip you off and sell you a crazy meal plan or make you sign up to do a load yeah, of training. Well, this is the thing, like, you do it more than me because you're, you're heavily on social media in terms of posting and stuff, but you're literally just handing out free, free content, free content and free <laughs> advice that if people literally sat went through all your posts, they'd <laughs> probably Who get needs a great coach, results yeah. without <laughs> yeah. actually getting a coach. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. It's like there, there is, there is a lot of. It's probably that's that's the that's the, the, the flip side. Of it. There's a lot of great information out there that people can access for free, but there's also a lot of bullshit out there that people can access. There is. That is the problem. It's just information on. overload at the moment, isn't it? And yeah. people are just really struggling. Um, to find out what information is true. So my bit of advice would be just find one or two people that you really like and really trust and stick with them. Yeah, yeah. And if, you, if, you're, if you're paying someone to help you and you're not enjoying it, like if you're like craving fruit or sugar and you're mm -hmm. getting told you can't have it, I think you maybe need to look at going elsewhere because you really shouldn't be suffering. Yeah, I, you take the same approach as me. Everything in moderation. As soon as someone tells you you can't have something, it's usually quite a good sign that that coach is doing something that yeah, probably yeah. isn't. Yeah, I think there's always going to be an aspect of uh, hunger mm -hmm. and struggle when we're trying to lose fat. Everybody's going to be hungry at some point because you're eating in a deficit and you're not giving your body what it craves, especially if you're training hard. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be an aspect of that. And it's not going to be plain sailing, but you don't want it to be a horrible process. Because no. it's never going to work. Because no. you're never going to stick to it, essentially. And, yeah. Yeah, longevity is, is what you want to aim for. Exactly, man. Uh, you know, if the scary thing is, you know, if I when, I, when I decided, you know, when my dad passed away and I made that decision of, right, it's time for me to really change my life here and I want to I want to change my health and how I look and be able to play football again not kind of thing. if I'd went to a, a coach who had got me doing something that I'd hated and I couldn't stick out 
I might have chucked it and I might have gone back to my old lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I might not even be sitting here. And that's scary to think about. So it's really important that it's something that you can stick out. Yeah, like It really is. Like, obviously, there's going to be an, an optimal way that you could maybe lose weight. But if that optimal way is a way that you hate, then how, how successful is that going to be? Exactly, yeah. man. If you prefer to do Zumba, then go and dance and do Zumba. Enjoy it. And that's going to help you lose weight better than sticking to a training plan for like two to three weeks that's full of exercises that you think, God, I can't wait to get home. Totally. What does helping others reach their goals mean to you? It's huge. I love it. It's one of the reasons I got into personal yeah. training. I, I worry that a lot of PTs get into this industry for that reason, but then they realize that it's competitive, it's tough, you don't make that much money when you get started. Um, and they start to go down the selling people personal training when they maybe don't need personal training. Um, but I just love helping people, as cheesy as it sounds. It's why I put out so much free content on Instagram. I always encourage people to message me if they have any queries because, I don't know, I've been given really bad advice when it comes to fitness and nutrition in the past, and it's rubbish when you're wasting your time doing an yeah. approach that probably isn't best for you. Yeah, totally, man. Well, why are we doing this right now? Exactly. To just put out some free content that somebody can hopefully listen to and take something away from, you know. I'm not paying you to sit here and do this, and I'm not getting paid to put out a podcast. We're both just doing it because we're sound as fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and we just love it. We're just massive yeah. nerds when it comes to training and nutrition. Yeah. And that's cool, man. So, um, thanks again for coming through and, and doing it, man. It's, it's, it's awesome. Kind of flitting between nutrition and training here. Um, back to training. Yeah. Are you are you doing a marathon? Have I picked it up wrong? Or? Yeah, no, I am. I yeah. am. I've I've not signed up yet, but I am. I'm going to be doing the Valencia Marathon in December. So nice. it's a bit of time away. Um, since I mentioned that last run that I went on and my body just didn't feel good, um, I've stepped away from training the last week or two just to regroup, let my body relax before getting into it. Um, but Valencia Marathon, the start of December, is is what I want to be aiming for. Nice. I'm also probably the same as you. If I do an event, I want to give it my all. I don't want to half-ass yep. it. Totally. Um, so I'd rather rest for a few weeks, and then I'm going to attack it. I want a good time. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, why Valencia? My dad's Spanish, hence my weird surname. So oh, can I just ask you? Yeah. How do you say your surname? Um, Ujoa. So oh, fuck. My, uh, <laughs> Man, right, I'm sorry, right? I've already recorded the intro, and I've said it wrong. Oh, and that's I'll, okay. I'll tell you why, right? That football player exactly. plays for, Le- is it Leicester or somebody else now? Yep. He's moved. Uh, he's just gone back to Brighton. Yeah, he's Ujoa. Ujoa, yeah. exactly that. So I was telling you, I trained my client Leo, who follows your page. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she had said to me one day training, oh, you should follow Michael Ula. Oh, she's butchering And I went, Ula? <laughs> I went, I would think it's like Ujoa. And he went, she went, nah, it's Ula. No, you're right. So, fuck. Yeah, no, my dad's from uh, La Coruña, <laughs> so northwest coast of Spain. Nice. Um, I also just find doing events abroad a bit more exciting Die. as well, make more of an event of it. Um, I'm actually thinking of, well, pretty sure I'm going to do it. I'm going to move out to Spain at the end of the year for a couple of months. Amazing. I can get by with my Spanish, but I want to be fluent. So I thought, whilst I'm there... Let's do a marathon. Yeah, yeah. So thinking oh, that's of, great. Yeah. It's, I've never done a marathon before. Um, since doing the Ironman, it doesn't seem to intimidate me as much as it probably would have done a year or so ago. 
Um, so you'll be doing, you'll be exercising for less time. Exactly that. that. And as I said, running's my strongest my strongest sport. So I think I can just really enjoy it and get into the training. Amazing. Um, Plus, you can listen to some great podcasts whilst running. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm more of a music guy. Are you more okay. of a music guy running? Like I listen to podcasts all the time, walking um, or in bed. Mm-hmm. Um, but training, I need I need the music. See, I flick between depending on how hard the training session is. But I think we have a pretty similar music taste as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. if it's music, then I'm going heavy or hip hop. Like I need someone shouting at me. Mate, I heard the story that your favourite band's Bad Luck. They are. <laughs> I, I am a big Bad Luck fan. Yeah, it's a, a good friend cool, of ours, Callum, and um, I'm a bit of a fanboy. I try and tone it down because I don't want to. I don't want to come across as a bit. Did you ever? Listen to his old band, the heavy, heavier band, Father Red. Yeah, I actually saw them play live before I knew Callum. Um, and yeah, I love yeah. I love all his music. My old band time. played with Father Red a lot, man. I might have even and seen Edinburgh you as well, man. So I you never know. See you play it. You maybe point. saw me back yeah. when I was a little bit rounder. Um, but, but yeah, I, I like heavy music when I'm training, or as I said, some hip hop. So I flick between kind of a bit of Logic, a bit of Russ, something like that. What's your heavy music of choice? Hundred Reasons are always Classic, a favourite of mine. Classic, <laughs> go old school. Yeah, I was a bit of a pop punk fan yeah, growing yeah. up, so kind of Blink One Eight Two, New Found Glory style. Oh, amazing! Can't uh, beat it, man. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I I listen to everything. Mate, there's nothing better, man. See that like that weather right now, mm-hmm. out of run, pop punk on. Pop punk, exactly that. Oh, favourite pop punk band? Hmm? Favourite pop the punk starting band? Starting line. Good I've got a tattoo, man. <laughs> Have you really? Let me see. <laughs> it's right here, man. Love it. First yeah. ever tattoo, eighteen years old. Don't regret it at all. Absolutely right. love it, man. Um, with pride. Yeah. Um, starting line, NFG Classic. Saw NFG in London last year on their 20th anniversary mm-hmm. tour, man. They played, they went around the whole UK playing like full albums, but different ones in each night. But London, they played three nights and they played all their albums. I went to two of the nights and okay. saw four set, four albums worth. Uh, one of them was in the Underworld, mm-hmm. smaller venue, like 300 capacity. Amazing. How did you get tickets for that? Um, I bought them for like £90 because they were touts. You know, Newfound Glory, the band that I've seen the most. I must have seen them about 10 times. That's the thing, man. Yeah. They tour so much. Um, I'm going to get Callum on this podcast, I think, man. Please do. Like, yeah. It would be something different because mm-hmm. he's obviously not in the fitness industry, but... He's a great dude, though. Yeah, he's man. Really, he's a really nice guy. He's just one of these guys that you speak to and you feel fucking... Motivated, <laughs> feel happy. Yeah, get yeah, him yeah. on. And um, it'd be good to get something different and ask him, you know, talk to him about, you know, he's been, obviously, Father Ed was like, they got quite big and, mm-hmm. you know, um, now he's doing bad luck and he's been, you know, he's been through some, some shit in his life as well in terms of just like, hi, loads of stuff, man. It'd be just different. So I'm going to... Plus s- he's got an awesome accent. So he does. Yeah. People will love that. They will. California will accent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were we talking about there? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> you were talking about... Yeah, I was like um, going abroad. Like people, people like. I think when I tell people I'm going to Denmark and I need to take my bike, they're a bit like, "You're a fucking idiot! Like, <laughs> why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. You know what a hassle!" But and it is a hassle and it is stressful. But I just don't want to do this amount of training and go to Edinburgh. To exactly that. <laughs> Nothing against Edinburgh. No, I, I live there. I won't take it personally. But I completely agree with you. Yeah. I, the whole experience of going abroad with your bike and. Just running it with people from all around the world, and yeah, definitely, yeah, it's a great holiday. That, that's adds to the adds to the experience. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say, yeah, the Edinburgh one last year. Did you hear that? It got swim got cut in half. It 
I did. Great. I'm so glad because I, I almost signed up to that and I thought, no, I'm going to go Barcelona. I yeah, want a bit of sun. Good and because <laughs> and my swimming's not that great, if the sea was how it was in Edinburgh, I don't think I could have done it. Yeah, well, I think people were getting pulled out yeah, and like, they were. quitting and all that. Imagine you're paying your fee and doing all that training out the sea, and yeah. can't do it. That would have been gutting. So, yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm glad I decided to go abroad. <laughs> no, uh, no other thoughts of a full one? I will never say never just because I'm that kind of guy that will, out of the blue, just suddenly go, oh, do you know what, I'm going to sign up and do an Ironman. Um, I may do another 70.3 at one, maybe. don't know, because you're, you're going to go full, aren't you? I have to, man. There's no turning back <laughs> now. Like, I've, I put it out there. They do the charity page I've set up for British Heart Foundation. I knew I was going to be doing it, so I didn't want to like ask people and then next year ask again. So I just have, I'm leaving the page open and it's like a 2018 half and a 2019 full page. Okay. So I'm doing it. I need to do it. You're in. You're um, in. You said it on here now as well, so you got you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, man. But literally, the whole point in it is, you know, if somebody can look at me at 25 and who I was and then at 31 doing a full Ironman, mm -hmm. why would you ever tell yourself you can't do anything, man? Yep. Cheesy but true. It's so true. It is, man. Um, I think you should do one. Yeah. Next year with me. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people claiming like certain things are healthy mm -hmm. and are unhealthy. Um, it really is as simple as that. What is health to you? Um, balance. I feel that, um, especially when it comes to diet, everything can be consumed as part of a healthy diet. Um, as some people will say, what? Um, alcohol and all this kind of stuff that gets a really bad rep. But I think you just need to find what works for you. Um, I love junk food. <laughs> just say that. Um, I'm a personal trainer. I'm supposed good, to, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm supposed to eat healthy kind of 99% of the time. But I think as long as 80%, 90% of your diet is coming from some pretty good ingredients, healthy foods that nourish you, make you feel really good, then there's nothing wrong with chucking the pizza back, having a few beers. Definitely, man. I think that, you know, a diet isn't healthy. A diet in general isn't healthy. Mm -hmm. Meat, meat eating, vegan, vegetarian, paleo, low carb, high carb, nothing is healthy unless you live a healthy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the amount of people that I see, you know, telling people if you eat this, you are like, you know, you're you're going to die or like, you're unhealthy or it's blah, blah, blah. But then the same person would have no issues knocking back 12 vodkas and three shots mm -hmm. and cigarettes at the weekend. It's like, well, you can't really claim health when you're not living a full, a rounded, healthy lifestyle. As you say, moderation for everything, but it's just, there's just too much like, like trying to push one thing, one agenda, one kind of lifestyle. And I think that again, you just need to look at, you know, are you training regularly? Are you, getting vitamins and minerals in your diet? Are you drinking a lot of water? Are you sleeping well? It's just a, it's just a, it's more than a diet essentially, isn't it? I think it is. People like to be part of something as well. Like when it comes to um, paleo, um, fasting, low carb, people just like to be part of a movement. And if you're not part of that movement, then you are wrong. Um, and it's just the worst way to be. Like every diet may work for someone out there. Yep. A diet that works for me might make you feel horrible. You might not perform very well, but it works for me. No, so. I love my dairy, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, no, I'm lactose intolerant and I do miss eating a lot of dairy. But No yogurts? No yogurts, no. no. I used to love Greek yogurt, cottage cheese, milk, everything. But Because like Greek yogurt has got a lot lower lactose content, isn't it? It has, I'm it's quite sensitive still to it. It's just still a no-go. It's just a no-go, it's just not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I also can't do eggs either, so I'm just oh, a bit of a shit, nightmare. Man. So I can't stick to that bro diet, really, chugging back gallons of milk and eating five eggs for breakfast. What was it? It was Sunday yesterday, um, pre-workout I saw was three raw eggs and something in a blender. <laughs> 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 Fucking almost sick looking oh. at it, man. Like, I don't know why. Bit of salmonella on the side, just uh, for a bit of fun. Not good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, you're right, man. It's like balance and just like a well-rounded lifestyle essentially man exactly. and just try not to be perfect man no exactly i think you just need to try a few different approaches and see which one works for you you might work really well on a low carb diet um or you might feel horrendous yeah i can <laughs> i can think of anything worse right. um, but do you know what? it works for some people if it helps them stick to their diet longer and helps them lose weight or perform better when they're exercising then do it yeah yeah just like stick it out see it out like mm-hmm. don't don't give it like a month, and because you've not lost three stone or look amazing like that, or you've failed or whatever, it takes time, man. It does. It really does. Obviously, some people you see, you will see fast results out there with people like, and that's just because some people, like I've got a client who came to me, like a guy, seventeen odd stone, right? So in my head, I'm thinking could take a while to get mm-hmm. him to where he needs to be when he's telling me consultation diet's no great lifestyle's no great but just for whatever reason he just took he's just taking to that eating well and um, changing how he lives at the weekend and stuff really well and he's progressing so quick but he's not doing it in like a wrong way mm-hmm. he's eating enough he's training hard but he's progressing really fucking fast but not everyone's going to be like no. that some people will t- find it harder to learn how to track their food to learn what foods work for them in a, a calorie deficit and what don't and what training they enjoy and stuff. Some people just take longer than others and just don't, don't um, what, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Don't compare yourself to other people. Absolutely. Don't compare like your everyone's results on to their other own people. journey. Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. As soon as you start comparing yourself to others and the results that other people are getting, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, man, and just give it time and... If you're honest with yourself and you know you you know you know you're putting in the work and you know you're not fucking about at the weekends or your diet, then it's mm-hmm. gonna happen. But on the flip side, if you are fucking about and it's not gonna happen, then being honest is really hard sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been there myself, man. Like, why am I not getting leaner? And I'm, you know, if I was to literally get filmed for the whole weekend, probably like thousands of calories that I'm not in my head yeah. I didn't eat. And that's, mm-hmm. that's sad, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's on? What's happening in the future, man? Obviously, you've spoke about your marathon that's coming up, but mm-hmm. like any, anything that's coming up, business. What are you getting plans, business? Why you've just done seminars? I just done a seminar. Yeah, so I ran my first uh, seminar in Graham's Cafe in Edinburgh. Um, are we okay to plug places around mm-hmm. here? Yeah. Uh, so Graham's Cafe, which is opposite Haymarket, I ran my first seminar from there last week. Nice. Man. Um, How did that go? It went really well, actually. Yeah, had a really good turnout. I just put a message out on Instagram stories and said, if anyone's, well, if I put this uh, seminar on, would anyone be keen? And got a ton of messages back. So it's quite a small cafe, so we fit about 25 people in there, but really good turnout. Everyone seemed um, really engaged, got loads of questions. So I'm thinking of running those on a regular basis now. That's cool, man. Um, I quite like the the face-to-face interaction with people. It's it's different, completely different to doing it all through social media. 
Um, and then, as I said, I started up an online personal training company, so I'm doing majority of online personal training now. So I'm just going to keep keep plugging away with that. Yeah, man. Getting great results with all my clients Amazing. through there. And then thinking of, not really said this to anyone yet, but thinking of launching a fitness event in Edinburgh for the start of next year, which I was actually going to ask you to get involved with as awesome. well. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in the pipeline. Yeah, that's cool. That's where I'm at at the moment. That's amazing, man. Well, good luck with everything, man. Um, just comment at the end. Anything you want to talk about we've not talked about? I know it's a bit of an on-the-spot question. Every yeah, time yeah, I yeah, ask yeah. somebody <laughs> that, they're like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess I was just going to actually ask, in regards to your Ironman training, what supplements you're yeah. working with at the moment. Yeah. Not a lot, man. No? Uh, creatine. Mm-hmm. Take creatine on a daily basis. Well, when I remember, man, the amount of days <laughs> I've been <laughs> yeah, like, oh, exactly I've got the, the fucking creatine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, need, I really need to, like... I can stick that. Do you know what? I've gone to habit in my creatine now. I used to put it in my shakes when I had protein, um, but the amount of times you forget to use that as well. So I've now yeah, got yeah. a habit of I wake up in the morning, I walk to the kitchen and down my creatine yeah. with a glass of water. I'm going to need to remember for next year to really be on top of that because I've forgot it quite a lot. But creatine is something I'd use. Um, I supplement a lot. Um, I, I take magnesium, like okay. high strength so magnesium. Recovery and... Recovery and um, I use magnesium spray mm-hmm. um, just to help with the uh, recovery. Again, so recovery really mm-hmm. b- benefits magnesium. My sports therapist, she um, she's massive on getting me to take a high dosage, like more than what it would tell you on the mm-hmm. on the on the packet, and use my spray for um, especially my legs. You know, my you know my legs are like so overused, man. Like I'm trying to squat, I'm trying to deadlift. I'm doing a lot of running volume. I'm doing a lot of cycling volume. Right, and standing on your feet, training clients all day. Exactly, as well. on my feet all day. I don't. I play football. I've calmed that down the last few weeks just to reduce the risk. And you're rolling your ankle, exactly. I know, man. So, but football, 4G pitches. You know, it takes out you. So yeah. legs are fucking overused a lot, man. So, magnesium spray on that. I take a, I take a fish oil mm-hmm. as well, um, just to for inflammation and joints and things and. Um, I'm not a massive supplement guy in no. terms of like, um, I'm trying to think of the ones that would maybe like glutamine or mm-hmm. trying to think of ones that would maybe get punty to take. I'm just not really, there's just not been enough evidence to show that it really works really for, me to, for yeah. me to use it. Protein supplements as well? Whey protein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like, I like a smoothie, mm-hmm. especially, I'm usually hungry all the time, but... Sometimes after a really hard endurance session, I'm not so hungry. Um, so just for recovery purposes, man, mm-hmm. I'll fire whey protein, um, frozen fruit, milk, and probably porridge oats in a blender. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of it, and just blend it up, and just it's so easy to take in, and that you know gets my protein count up. Um, anything else? Nah. <coughs> I literally think that's it, man. Everything else is just food. I eat a lot of food, man. Some days... It sounds like you pretty much have the same supplement stack that I was using when I was yeah. training as well. Yeah, any um, vitamin D3? Living uh, in sunny Scotland? D- no, I've not taken vitamin D3 in ages, man. You've had the sun here for three weeks. Well, that's, that's it. But it's been longer than that before I've <laughs> yeah. taken it. Yeah, it's just, I'd used to, I did used to take vitamin D3. Um, st- yeah, I think I just ran out and stopped buying it and never really yeah. noticed any, any change, mm-hmm. so never, never bought it again. Um, I've got more holidays. It's a good excuse. Yeah, not buying supplements. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm, I, I used to be I used to be really bad for not eating enough fruit and vegetable. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I didn't think I should or anything. Just 
No, exactly. Get lazy. That exciting sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um the shake I was talking about, I'll always put some spinach, kale, um maybe some celery or something mm-hmm. in it. I'm eating a lot of fruit now. Um last couple of weeks I've just been making sure that my calories are right, but I I I do use flexible dieting, man, like mm-hmm. you know, I I'll, I'll, I'll burn a lot of calories most days, so I can always fit in a cheeky Snickers ice cream, um, a McDonald's chicken selects or something like that. Last few weeks, I've just been totally filling up my diet with fucking proper food just to make sure that I'm feeling on top of my game. And I've been eating so many apples and berries and grapefruit and I love it, man. I don't think I'm going to stop that. I think I'm going to keep up with that because you get so much more food, more volume, mm-hmm. and I do, I do, I do love it, man. Um, yeah, that's about it, man. Um, and just shitloads of water. Mm-hmm. Up all through the night, <coughs> peeing, but it is what it is. Just, um, I think people really underestimate hydration, especially when it comes to training. The amount of times I've seen clients come in and they're like, oh, oh, I don't feel great. How much water you drank today? Nothing. Nothing. I'm like, fuck. Drink more. Like, you keep saying them, but people keep forgetting or they just don't think it's that important. It really is, man. So, I take a lot of BCAAs and I'll get them. However, <laughs> 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 I, I was thinking of buying some because... Because uh, they taste good? Yeah, oh, mate. Uh, there's one, what was it? Uh, watermelon, I think it's on it. Is it on it? Is that the company? I'm sure it is on it. Um, you all right there? You got a wee yeah, cough, man? <laughs> yeah, the watermelon one's really nice and just for hydration purposes um, to yeah, put in my water, but yeah. Do you know what? I use the My Protein one. It's like Berry Blast or something and it's so good. It is nice, man. Yeah, yeah. Had, is that the blue one? Or is that the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah or raspberry, but it's blueberry, but yeah, it's nice. However, it turns your shaker all blue and your teeth all blue. Which <laughs> <laughs> isn't great, man. Um, last thing then, man. What would you say to anyone who's listening to this and has not started a transformation journey yet, whether it's fat loss, muscle gain, mental health, whatever it is, what would you say to them who's like thinking about it but doubting themselves or doubting, you know, what to do or anything? What's your advice for for somebody who's in that position? I guess the first point I would always make is if you aren't ready to make the change yet, then there's nothing wrong with that. Don't go beating yourself up if you're not ready to make the change. Um, so start there, but then don't go setting really optimistic goals. Um, if you've got a lot of weight that you need to lose, if weight loss is your goal, then setting yourself a, a 10 stone weight loss goal is just, you're just going to intimidate yourself out of it. So set yourself really small, meaningful goals and just start small. Start really small. So let's say that you don't exercise at all at the moment. Just say, right, two times a week, I'm going to go for a walk. Just something really nice yep. and light. Get myself nice and active. Or even if you don't go to the gym at all, maybe just say one, two days a week, I'm just going to go to the gym, do something nice and light, and build up my confidence. There's nothing wrong with starting really, really small. Don't go setting yourself really optimistic goals that are just not going to be stuck to you. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes I <clears throat> get a little bit worried that, especially from my training the last few well, that, you know, it's maybe even off-putting because folk are like, fuck, man, that's like so much, or like, that's crazy. I don't, I couldn't do that, whatever, but like, I obviously am only doing all this because I've spent years building up to a point where I'm able to focus on maybe like three goals at the one time, mm-hmm. but I just think that one goal at a time is really important as well. Um, 
like, yeah, all right, I'm trying to get bigger and be fit as fuck mm-hmm. and do everything else. But I think when you're first starting off, just have a goal, whether it's fat loss and go for it. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's hard when somebody gets into it because they, they, they then realise what they're capable of, but mm-hmm. then they start to maybe go on another goal when they've not quite yet got that fat loss that they want and then it can kind of affect each other or it ends up too much. So I think like sticking to one thing is really important, man. I think you just need to be aware that from from the get-go, you need to realise that your goals are probably going to take you a lot longer than you want them to. Um, if that's muscle gain, muscle gain is going to take you years to achieve. If you've got quite a bit of weight to shift, it's going to take a long period of time. It needs to be a complete lifestyle change that you can see yourself sticking to and doing for the rest of your life. Once again, it sounds really cheesy, but it, it is the way it is. Um, you're not going to lose 10 stone in a couple of months. You're going to have to stick it out. Yeah, yeah. And nobody walks about ripped out their tits every day of the mm-hmm. year unless they are a fitness professional model whose life is to mm-hmm. be in shape. Most people are in good shape. And then if they diet down for a photo shoot or an event, they're going to be in great shape. But I think that people think that the realistic aim is to be ripped all year round, and that's just not the case. Yeah, Yeah, and that's where social media can play a part, but it can have a detrimental effect. Um, Follow accounts that really motivate you. Um, Some people will say stay away from social media because it can be discouraging, but there are certain accounts that will motivate you. I like to think mine and your Instagram pages, Facebook pages will help people feel motivated and want to change. But if you're following certain accounts that every time you're looking at it, you end up feeling crap about the way that your body looks, then why are you following them? Unfollow it. It's just not realistic, man. Yeah. It's it's harsh, but it's it's, it's true. Mm -hmm. And fitness magazines as well. They can be motivating, but once again, they're full of people looking perfect and photoshopped as well. These people don't even look like that. You had a wee column, didn't you, recently? I did. I was in Men's Health magazine. That How was, did that come about, that was pretty exciting. Um, I just bugged the editors long enough um, until they put me in it. Oh, amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, just persistence. I sent out a lot of emails consistently until they thought, oh, we better give him a piece, otherwise he's not going to shut up. <laughs> what um, did you put in it? Um, so you don't really get too much... Um, what's the word, artistic license within it. They approached me and said, we've got this article. If you want to help with it, let me know. So they wanted a body weight exercise that looks really impressive that um, is actually not that difficult. Um, whether a handstand press-up is that, I don't know. It is pretty challenging. I've never done but one. After this, we're going to do it. My shoulder isn't sure. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, don't do it then. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really good experience, and I'm hoping that will hopefully lead to more writing. I really enjoy kind of writing blogs on all my social media pages, and magazine writing is something that I want to get into. Awesome, man. Where can folk find you? So mainly on. Obviously, I'll tag you on this. Thank you. Um, mainly on Instagram is where I have kind of the biggest following. So yeah, my name is Michael Ujoa. So that's U double L O A and then P T after it. Um, and exactly the same on Facebook as well. Cool. Any, any other avenues? At the moment, no. no. Um, there should be more. I'm thinking of launching my own podcast as well, which I'm nice. going to have you on. We spoke about Amazing earlier, man. so um, hopefully there will be that to follow me on as well soon. Awesome, man. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. It's been, it's no, been great. Thank you so much for having me. And um, Yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day in sunny Glasgow, man. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thank you.